this bonus episode of the podcast, we give our predictions for this weekend's Premier League games, including Southampton versus Man United, Everton versus Leeds United, and the bell service between Chelsea and Tottenham Hotspur. Sit back, relax, crack open a cold one, and welcome to Four Manks, One Toffee, Extra Time. I'll have, a, I'll have a fish fish and a chips with a sausage and a 2-0 West Brom win, please. Oh, I'll gravy. I'll go into Mackey's and hold everyone's order up by getting a fish fillet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, do you remember those little, uh, you know, little, <laughs> those little walk-ins you do, you know, when they do the team lineup and you used to just walk in like that? Oh. <laughs> Jimmy Bullard did a great one, didn't he? That's it, <laughs> yeah. his shorts yeah. up. <laughs> Oh, when he was like, <laughs> you can see him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. He's so uh, funny. Imitating uh, Jimmy Bullard or a sex offender. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if you boys watch Doc Graham anymore. There was a time where it hit a lull and it just wasn't the same, but it is really funny again. Again, isn't it? I watched all the videos on YouTube of it, mate. Uh, Facebook, sorry. The... There you go. You oh, only wow. need to really watch the uh, like, you know, the Instagram clips that they put up just to yeah. see how funny it actually is again. Now, yeah, Fenners and Bullard have, have definitely made it. Yeah, Bullard's fantastic. My dad was saying this the other day about um, he's been watching the new Top Gear, not like the Grand Tour, like the BBC new Top Gear, and that is saying he's absolutely loving it way more than the original trio. Really? Yeah, apparently uh, McGuinness and Flint off together are just such a entertaining... Oh, I can imagine them two are good, yeah. I have watched it a couple of times, you know, and I feel really bad saying it, but th- it is a really good lineup. Yeah. Like, really good. What's on, BBC? Yeah, yeah. Give it a go then, yeah. If, if, you, if you're saying that it's better than the original lineup, it's worth having a look at. Yeah. Yeah, me, me, dad's, me dad's raving over it, like, really enjoying it. Yeah, I'll give that a look in. I've still not had a look at the Grand Tour that much. I watched a couple when it first came out, but... The first year were rough, but it got better towards, like, the end. Hmm. Much better stuff online, anyway. Should we uh, should we wait for Dale to come back before we start our predictions, or should we crack on and then he can join us? Crack end? on. He can do them last. Go on. The, the first game's Palace and Newcastle, mate. I don't think he's going to be gutted if we gloss over <laughs> this quickly. I know, yeah. Very, very good point. So, Palace, Newcastle... Is our Friday night delight. Yep. <laughs> the fucking roll of the eyes. <laughs> You're not looking at goals galore here, are you? <laughs> no. Not going to be a high scorer. If you want to know the previous five results between them, 1-0 Palace, 1-0 Newcastle, 1-0 Palace, 0-0, 1-1. That dates back to 2018, last five games. Right. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say 1-0 to Palace. I was expecting you to go 3-0. <laughs> It'd be a 7-7, that. There's been no goals in this one. 5-0. Yeah. Um, I haven't got much to add in terms of preview analysis for this game. I think it's going to continue this tradition of very low scoring. I'm going to go... 
you know, I'm going to go nil-nil. And I will yeah. not be, even if I'm scheduled to, because I'm unavailable. Yeah, is um, Callum Wilson back for Newcastle? I think he might be. I think he might be. They don't, see, they don't seem to score if he's not in the team. So. No. Um, but like I say, I, I, like you've already said, it's very low-scoring affair, this fixture anyway. Um, but I think Palace probably probably will create more more of the chances, so I'll probably go them. They'll nick it 1-0, I reckon. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. 1-0, Crystal Palace. You, you could have prime fucking shiny card Alan Shearer back for Newcastle, and it would still probably be fucking 0-0, so I'm going to say 0-0. What was that? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Harry Kane shit. <laughs> no, my eyes perked up at the shiny Alan Shearer card. We know. Why, why don't you tell the listeners about that and what that's all about? I've done it before, and I. Yeah, they already have. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it before, and then I said, Why have you got a picture of a man in your wallet? And then Danny had to bring it down to nonces again. <laughs> and there it is a weekly occurrence the word nonce listen I, I've, I've got a reputation to uphold it's, it's got to slip in at some point that's what you said <laughs> <laughs> choose them word wisely uh, Brighton Liverpool is our early Saturday morning the early kickoff. Mm. as Gandhi once said don't back the early kickoff. I, I will be back in the early kickoff on this one. I'm going 4-0 Liverpool. 4-0. I, I like how um, you you never react, Danny. You're always quite like level-headed with things. Like You'd never react to something that had just happened. No. I think Leicester are going to absolutely hammer Liverpool. Liverpool win 3-0. I think 4-0 Liverpool. <laughs> I saw what I saw. I still think Brighton is it. Yeah, I think that even I might put my biases aside here and say that Liverpool probably beat them 2 0. I know Brighton are off the back of a, a good result, but they are probably a bit shit, aren't they? So, yeah. Liverpool may have been up for it against Leicester because of all the critics expecting, writing them off, but, and they might come back down to earth again with a midweek game Wednesday, tomorrow night, and then they go again on Saturday. Could make it a bit closer, but they might just nick it. I'm going to change my mind 2-1, I think, to, to Liverpool. Obviously, not just 2-0. I think Brian might get one. Yeah, I'm going to drop mine down a peg, actually. I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool. <laughs> no, he's like to write this with a pen, not a fucking pencil, with an eraser. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're going to need a sheet of paper. You get them blue ones that rub out pen. You're just <laughs> living in the Matrix, you like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to agree with uh, with Lee's prediction. Um, 2-1, Liverpool. Um, I think I've seen something like Liverpool have won all eight games against Brighton. And um, I just think with the, yeah, with the, the midweek game and the early kick-off on, on Saturday, uh might have a bit of an effect, but I still expect Liverpool to, to take three points here. So, uh, yeah, 2-1. 
I'm going to go one better and say 3-1 Liverpool. I think it'll be a bit more convincing. I mean, Brighton weren't going to get anything out of this game anyway, but it's going to be even more difficult because they're missing arguably their best player of the season, which is Lampsy now, aren't they? Is he out for one game or is he out for three? One. It's one, because it was two. One, I think, yeah. Just the one. Uh, yeah, I agree you boys. I think it's going to be, because your small squad size because of injuries and exploits in midweek because of Champions League, I think it's going to be a pedestrian 2-0 We'll look forward to that one then. Uh, City Burnley. City and Burnley. This could go one of two ways. This could be City continuing to struggle and Burnley making it really horrible and scrappy for them or City taking out their anger and frustrations of past matches against Burnley team who are very not very good at travelling and absolutely pan them 4-0. So I'm going to say it's the latter. 4-0 City Yeah I think um, the last six is it last six games 24-2 I think the aggregate score is <laughs> and the last three home games have been 5-0 5-0 and 5-0 so I might go one better than Lee and go 5-0 <laughs> <laughs> I have to say this is traditionally a, a City hammering Yeah Um not looking at a traditional city team at the moment though. So I will I'll drop a couple. I'll go three nil city. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Three nil city. Nothing to uh, to build upon other than the fact that it is notoriously a good game for City. They score a lot of goals against Burnley and I expect it to be the same this weekend. I'm going to say 3-1. I think they'll hammer a few. I think they'll find the groove a bit city, but they're just looking a bit shaky at the back, aren't they? So I think I think Burnley might take advantage of a set piece or something like that. Yeah, potential that. Josh. <laughs> Could be a difficult for us. Tricky one, this. It's a tricky one. It'd be a good game, I think. If it's the Everton from the first half against Fulham and, you know, the free-flowing attacking football that we expect from Leeds, there could be a lot of goals in this game. Mm. Both defences are shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be disappointed if we didn't take three points from them, though. I would, because they're newly promoted. Mm. But... But Everton notoriously do drop points to the newly promoted sides. So I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Mm, Desmond. Mm. I'm going to say, I, I, I'm kind of along the same lines as you there, Josh. I reckon that Leeds may see teams like Everton as targets for, for who they want to pick points up against. Um uh, I don't want to go as far as saying that they'll they'll win, so I'll probably say I I would probably say two two as well. Interesting, I like Interesting. it. Yeah, um, I don't think ever they'll catch a clean sheet at home yet, have they? So far this season, uh, I think Tottenham first game one 0 
Was that away? Uh, it could have been away, actually. Yeah, that's the only clean sheet I can think of. Yeah, and I think um, I think Leeds may have scored in every game away from home, if I'm right. If I'm right. So I think Everton win. Two one. Just. I'm struggling, you know. I don't. I don't know where this goes. I don't want to feel like I'm joining the bandwagon, but I'm going to join the bandwagon. I'm going to go for a 2-2. I, I really... I, I think Leeds are going to cause you some issues. But like you said, Josh, it all really depends on what Everton turns up, whether it's the first-half team or the second-half team that was against Fulham. It, it'll, it might be a tale of two halves. We might start really well, maybe you know go 2-0 up, and then second half completely fold, and they get two back. It could be that bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yous are going to give Leeds an absolute hide in this weekend. I think they're going to try and pick up the game in the middle of the park. I think they're going to try and press and press and press you. And I think you're just going to hit them with speed. Now that you've got a full strength team back pretty much, I think Richarlison is going to just cause madness down that left-hand side. I think Calvert-Lewin is just going to bully centre-backs. Because they. The, the big thing for me is how poor Leeds have been at the back. And I, th- I think a striker like Calvert-Lewin is going to thrive against Leeds centre-backs. I think he's going to be well in his element. I could see him picking up a couple. I could see Richarlison getting one. Uh, I'm going to say 4-1 Everton. Cool. Wow. Oh, <laughs> expecting that. You know what we did? We didn't touch upon Richarlison's impact when we were doing the, uh, the match overview, but we've said it for a couple of weeks now. Just how much of an impact he has in that Everton squad, and how much how much he torments defensive back lines, and he showed that first half against Fulham. But I do think he was tired from international duty. I think a lot of our South Americans were, and that was reflected in in our second half performance. We just completely. Like the attacking play wasn't there anymore, and we we looked nervous, didn't we? It could have quite on another day. It could have quite easily have gone four three to them, really. Yeah, you just got to think of the matchups in players like Decore and Alan are not going to be overrun by what is a very hard working Leeds midfield. Like they're going to relish that challenge, and that is going to allow your your creative players to just. Have, have a go at that bat four. And when you're talking about Richarlison, obviously you've got James Rodriguez who can pick a pick a pass out of a bleeding lineup. do you know what I mean? And Calvert-Lewin, who's just got so many strengths. I mean, you think you've seen a good game from Calvert-Lewin and then he'll, he'll show you something else. Like you think, oh, you know, he's just a big tall striker who's strong in the air. And then he'll show you how good he is with the ball at his feet. And then he'll add something else to his game and add something else to his game. Like he just seems to be... If Kane's not the best striker in the country at the moment, it's it's DCL. I yeah. think he's he's by far your best player. I just think they're going to have a field day this weekend. I really I, do. I didn't want to say that earlier on because obviously I just look incredibly biased. But I do think from a footballing point of view, for a striker, like the way that he holds the ball up, the way that he passes the ball off the ball, is prolific in front of goal this season. Like, is there anything that he isn't doing? 
that you don't expect from a striker. Like he's incredible. In the he is one of the most complete strikers in the league at the moment. Him yeah. and Kane. Like yeah. imagine that England. This is why I don't understand England aren't scoring goals. If you've got Kane and Calvert Lewin, why don't you play them fucking together? Yeah. <laughs> like, just imagine them, them two. Imagine DCL taking the ball down and laying it off for Kane, or vice versa, because he does it for Son anyway on a weekly basis. How many assists has Kane got? I think he's a top assister this year already, isn't he? Yeah. Like eight. I think like England's problem, though, is they need someone quick running in behind, don't they? I think that's... If you play three, unless you would play like four, one, four, two, three, or whatever, two up front. I don't even mind playing a four, four, two. Let's go for British. Play four four two. It depends who you play because sometimes speed works, but against France's back line, like for instance, you're not going to beat them with, with players running in behind. Like you probably would have more success having two focal points up front, like a Kane and a DCL, where they're going to win battles in other areas, like they're going to win battles in the air. Kane as well. The, the game against City the other day, they, they were highlighting this on Monday Night Football. The lad is just a pest. He is all over the pitch. And when they needed him to break up play and just slow the game down, he was he was all over the place. Like he was like tussling players, he was winning fouls, he was giving fouls away. Like he's he's just developed his game so much this season. He's fucking class Kane, I think now. Yeah. I think the, the way that football is at the moment, like your Lewandowski, your Kane, your DCL, that is the generation of striker that is going to thrive at the moment. Mm. I mean, they're not the fastest like strikers, but I don't think they need to be. They're all athletes. They're all strong. They're all big, imposing figures. It's not like your, your typical target man from back in the day, you know, your Lambert or... Or your Grant Hall. It's not one of those. Grant <laughs> Great Hall. Shout that Grant Hall, wasn't it? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> but Rick they Lambert. are still big target players. They are the, the likes that are going to w- get up and win headers, control the ball, take it down, turn on a, on a sixpence and bang it in the bottom corner. That's We've seen Kane do it for years. That's why he's so successful. DCL's no slouch. Oh, yeah, he's got a bit of pace about him. But he's not the fastest. No. He's just an athlete. Like, he's got good yardage on his run. Like, big, yeah, big, long strides. That's what it is. He has got everything. There. I so you went... If we don't see a big club come in and try and snap for him at the end of the season. Maybe even you. He's been linked with us before, hasn't he? Yeah, and I just think if Cavani doesn't, you know, if if that doesn't get extended, then he might be the perfect fit for you. Well, we'll, we'll talk about Cavani in a minute because I was very impressed with him tonight against Istanbul. Um, yes, we'll talk about Cavani in a second. Mm. But moving to the final game on Saturday, West Bromwich Albion versus Sheffield United, the only two teams to not pick up a win. Are we going to see? one of these two finally pick up three points? Yes, I think we will. I think that West Ham, sorry, fuck's sake, West Brom will be buoyed by their performance against United um, and I think they'll win because Sheffield 
not only are they not at home, but they're also terrible and they've got no one to score goals. So I think it'll be 2-0 West Brom. I really think that that's that's the game where both teams know that that's it. They need that win. They need that result. So, yeah, I would say West Brom would uh, would pick up a, a th- their first three points of the season there and uh, perhaps Mitrovic will maybe get himself a goal. He'll get himself a goal. I was going to say, who? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking for him. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I think Luckman is going to score an absolute peach for West Bromwich Albion this week. <laughs> Maybe. I just hate him that much that I'm not, I don't pay attention to who plays for him. I'm, I'm with you, Lee. I think West Brom, even though they've just taken two defeats, I think they can be very happy with how they've played in them defeats. Uh, the Spurs one, they really caused Spurs a lot of trouble and us even more so. I mean, we've not really spoken about the penalty decisions in that game with us against West Brom. I know we have very different opinions on whether which one should have been a penalty and which one shouldn't. I think West Brom can count themselves a little bit unlucky, if I'm being honest. Uh, on another day, they probably that penalty doesn't get overturned. And if they get that penalty, Christ almighty, we would have been in some serious trouble. Um, and not only that, I think they made a couple of other chances against us. <sighs> I think Sheffield are fucked, boys. I think Sheffield are absolutely fucked. And if they don't win this game, which I'm in agreement with Lee, I don't think they are going to win this game. I think Sheff- I think West Brom are going to win 2-1. Um, that'll be one point from 10 games for Sheffield. That is prime Derby County. You can basically write them off now as far as I'm concerned. They are going down. Yeah. I mean, and I expected a collapse, and Chris, me and you had this better at the start of the season, and I expected a Sheffield collapse, but I didn't. I don't think anyone expected this. Mm. This, is, this is weird. This is really, really weird to see a team go from, what did they finish last season? Nine, was it? It was sick for a lot of the season to then one point out of a possible 30. It's poor. It's really, really poor. There's three things that have hit Sheffield United hard. The, the first one's the obvious one, which is injuries. The second is the the start of the season that they've had because the fixtures have not been kind to them at all. And it, you said something a couple of weeks ago, which I didn't really pay much attention to him and I should have, which is he'll not win that. Even if you are losing games to, you know, your Uniteds and your Cities and your Liverpools, it is going to knock the stuff in how you're just losing game after game after game. And the other one is, more than any other team, and we've said this time and time again, they are missing crowds. I I think you're going to see a significant, even if it's only 4,000, you're going to see a significant upturn in Sheffield United's form especially at home, once you start getting crowds back in, they get a bit of noise behind them. Having said that, there's not really much to pick between West Brom and Sheffield United because they have both just been dreadful this season. So I think you have to go with what's on paper. And on paper, I, I think Sheffield United have got the better team, regardless of injuries. So I'm going to say 1-0 Sheffield United. How to kill a podcast. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a difficult one, I think, because 
I just think it's going to be a really ugly game. It's, it's, just, it's just, there's no, there's going to be no attacking flair. You know, it's going to be quite. It doesn't scream goals, does it really? Um, but I might be edging towards you, Chris. I just, I've been saying for a few podcasts, Sheffield United have been a bit unlucky. There's only so long I can keep going on with that, but um, yeah. Have you not I'm, think West Brom have been unlucky though, Dale. One nil to yeah, yeah, yeah. Two very good clubs recently, haven't they? In in Tottenham and you, like three three against Chelsea. Very well. That's it. In terms of league positions, you know that you. There's not much in it, but in terms of performances, you'd probably argue West Brom have probably deserved more um, as well. With like I say, with the performance against us, and you got the, the draw against Chelsea and that. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my, yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris. I'm gonna go one nil Sheffield United. Yeah. Are we waiting on now? Have you done yours, Lee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waiting on you, Lars. So, I'm gonna say one each. I'm gonna. I'm. They're both as shit as one another, but they've both equally been as unlucky as one another. They're very similar clubs, both gritty, uh, lots of hard-working players, but just with no class, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and. That is both clubs in a nutshell. Very hard-working clubs, just no quality. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Uh, for Desmond? I think the, the thing is as well, I think we all just feel really sorry for Sheffield. I think we all have this nice, like, appreciation for what they did last season. And it, it is sad seeing a club that is predominantly like they are loved by their fans them fans over at Sheffield United would die for that football club and like you said I, I'm in complete agreement with you Chris I think if they can get 4,000 back in come December I mean obviously we don't know what the tier lists are going to be like yet but say for example they are in tier 1 and they get 4k back in it's going to help them a lot but they're halfway through playing everyone you know quarter of the season done with one point they need to get an, at least least another 39 to survive it, we're starting to see as unpredictable as the league is at the top we're, we're pretty much I think we're all agreed that there's four teams that are pretty much the dead set ones to go down it's going to be three of the four and the four are Fulham West Brom Sheffield United and Burnley and it, it's who can escape out of those four and I I do. I just do think that Sheffield United have got enough about them to to be the better of those four. I don't think any of the other three teams are doing anything for me to to persuade me that they're going to survive. Particularly Burnley, which is surprising, and because Burnley were good last season. But yeah, it's you just hit the nail on the head. It, it is just depressing, and I do feel for the fans because you've got some good fans, Sheffield United. We don't deserve the the shit luck they seem to be getting at the moment. Oh, do you know what, Chris? Scribble mine out. Nil, nil, mate. I'm 
You made him wait too long. He lost his head. <laughs> you just say, you saying all that. I'm just I'm just thinking to myself. One nil, really? Have I just said that? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it out. Nil, nil, mate. Nil, nil. Fuck it. Can't make it up. That'll be a top of the table championship class next next year. That will. Yeah, it will be probably. Oh, I don't think it will. You know, I think both teams will be struggling in the lower playoff positions. Well, yeah. I think I think it's difficult for a team to to bounce back instantly in that championship with the amount of fixtures that they've got, uh, and it's just a completely different pace to the Premier League. So. I think you won't see either of those two clubs coming back into the Premier League for the next two or three years. You'd say, you'd say that, but um, Bournemouth and Norwich are pushing, aren't they? Aren't Norwich back at the top of the table again? Norwich are first and Bournemouth are second. And Watford are fifth. You've not proved me wrong to the end of the season. <laughs> uh, moving into Sunday, boys. We've got a, a special mention for... Man and Dale's hometown club, uh, Stockport County, in the FA Cup second round. Mm-hmm. In a very long time, in a, I'll be honest, in a very winnable tie against Yeovil Town. Do we think that Michelle Keegan and go and watch them? Oh, she can't, can she? No, if it was, if it was next week, she could. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just throwing this one out there. Up the atters. I hope they do it. Um, they're going to be struggling with because they were hit with COVID. They've not played for two weeks. So fitness could be an issue. But yeah, big, big round of the FA Cup, uh, especially for the smaller teams. And then all those boys get drawn into it next round. So it should be interesting. Love, we love a cup run. We'd love County to get drawn against United. Oh, that, that's a winnable game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The way United are playing, moving to United, boys. We are the uh, two o'clock kickoff on Sunday against Southampton away. Mm. That's a tough game, that is. Oh, Good game. They're playing at the minute. Yeah, boys. Three fantastic games on this Sunday. Mm. They will be fully backing themselves against us uh, after a midweek fixture. Our form, well, then again, our away form has been better than our home form, but our form. Going into the game in the league, yeah, fine, we've won, but at what cost? Like we've not been very good. So, but the, the, there's a big part of me that thinks actually, if we play like we did tonight, play the team we did tonight, we'll have too much quality for for Southampton. But then it's Southampton at home against Manchester United, like they'll be well up for it. I think it could possibly be the start of a period of misery like for Ollie um, I've just got this feeling that he's going to have another one of those runs where this time next month we're going to be saying one more game till he's sacked so I mean we've got Southampton away then we've got Leipzig I think haven't we then PSG first PSG first then we've got West Ham away then it's the Derby against City then it's Sheffield away. So we could go into the game against Sheffield away very, very much with the prospect of one more loss and he's gone. So this, this could be 2-1 Southampton. I just, it's just one of those feelings, you know, where you think oh, we had such a good result midweek 
I just can't stand the idea of us going to Southampton who are playing really well at the minute and have got our number. They they just they always seem to get a, get a, a good form. I've just looked at the last five fixtures and it's been four draws and one win for us. Um, very much bogey team territory at the moment in the uh, the modern day Premier League era. Um, I'd love to give a like a flexible prediction on what team Solskjaer puts out. Because <laughs> I think if we put we, if we put out the team that we put out tonight, and we said we're going to talk about him, I think Cavani tonight, when you were speaking about DCL earlier, is making the team tick. Uh, I think his work off the ball tonight was absolutely superb. The way he was linking up with Donny, with Bruno, Rashford and Martial slotting into the striker slots when he drops deep. There was even a point where they were counter-attacking and he was one of the defenders back. The guy's 33 years old and he's putting in more effort than almost everyone on the pitch. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be applauded. I don't think Ollie has an excuse to change his team. We've played Tuesday night. He, he made the excuse the other week, didn't he, where he said, oh, everyone's out for us to fail because we played Wednesday night and then early Saturday morning. Well, th- that excuse isn't there this week. We, we've played Tuesday night and we're playing Sunday. It's five days that now, but we've got a good time to rest, recover, get ourselves down to the South Coast and... If he plays that team, and I'm going to assume he is doing because you can't not, I am going to go for a 2-1 Manchester United win. Very likely. But I will not be surprised if he fucks around and changes the team and we lose. Yeah. So my official prediction is that, but if he messes up that team, and you know what, if he messes up that team and we lose, then he deserves to be on a tight rope again. Yeah, he does. And that's what they were saying on TalkSport tonight. They were saying that if, if we do well with a team tonight, um, or he changes things around and then we struggle, then he'll be under pressure. Um, it shouldn't, and right, rightfully so, because it, it is him. I can I can just see it now. I can see like Luke Shaw being back from injury and he plays Luke Shaw and he puts Pogba in and then he plays like Martial down the middle with Dan James or Matter and Rashford either side. I can see it. I can literally see it after the performance we put in tonight. I can see it coming. Yeah, um, I think I said it on the last podcast when it was uh, we are consistently inconsistent, yeah. and you know, as well as well, the scoreline, you know, suggests it was one way street today tonight. But we just seem to we're in and out, we're in and out, we're in and out at the minute, game by game. Um, I mean, just going on what Danny said there, four draws in the last five. I think we, I think we're unbeaten in nine, four wins, five, five draws. I think so. It's not been too bad of a fixture for us in recent times, but I'd probably like to see him play Cavani though, just with the fact that that Vestergaard at the back. I think that might be a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a battle. Mm. Um, I think if, if if he played Martial or anyone up top, I think they'll just get bullied. I think Cavani might just give him a bit of a problem or two. But that being said, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go two-two. Mm. Another Desmond. <clears throat> go on, Josh Lah. My gut instinct was telling me that United are going to win two now. 
and I'm going to stick with my gut. I think that they've had a good run, Southampton. <laughs> I, I think that it's time for their good run to come to an end against a good club. So I'm going to say 2-0 United. Apparently 2-0 United is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I've seen a fantastic meme from the uh, severe Twitter page. The fucking what? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That reminds me of the other day when I saw a great meme on the CSKA Sophia page. Crack on with your predictions, lad. Right. You said, was it you before, Danny, that said uh, they've been a bit of a bogey team for us in the past? <laughs> Feels like they have been, yeah. Yeah, I can. It's it's always been as a United fan. It's always been two teams for me, and the other one is Middlesbrough. I fucking hate Middlesbrough anyway. But when we play Middlesbrough, we just never seem to get a decent result. Um, but Southampton. I mean, we've had poor performances against Southampton going back to when they were playing at the Dell. Yeah. I I remember one of the very first games I remember as a United fan, like when I was a kid. We got beat one nil in the Dell. That was a uh, that was a season before we won the treble. So I think it was ninety seven, ninety eight, and we got beat one nil there. Um, the Massimo Taibi fucking debacle. That was Southampton. We've had some right stinkers out against them over the years. Even to the last game against him, that two two last season, where we should have won. You know, ninety six minute and conceding is just fucking horrendous. But all the signs are pointing towards Southampton giving us a difficult game this weekend. And I've just got it in my head that we are going to absolutely fucking paste them. Three one United. All the goals. I think, I just think, I think Southampton are, are going to do what they usually do. They're going to be industrious, they're, they're going to be horrible, they're going to be. Nasty, they're going to try and slow the game down and, and play it at their pace. I think they're going to try and press us. And I think Ollie is going to stick with a similar team like he had tonight. I think we're going to have a, a focal point up front, whether that's Cavani, I don't know. I hope it is. He deserves it based on his performance tonight. Um, and I think we're just going to tear him apart on the counter. You know, he's, you know he's going to change it. You just know he's going to change it. Oh, he's gonna play. He's gonna play Dan James up front, mate. Centrally, he's gonna fucking make me look like a right dickhead. There's no way he's gonna keep the same team. He's just. He just doesn't. He just won't happen. He just doesn't happen. There was a great start a couple of weeks ago where six of our nine Premier League goals came in the 62 minutes that Donny Van der Beek was on the pitch, and once again, Donny Van der Beek started today, and we looked phenomenal. Like the way he was dictating play, it's his one-two quick passing. I think I said it in the chat earlier. As much as I like him, I think in that free midfield, I would prefer McTominay over Fred. Mm. I think McTominay's got a better passing range. I think he's a bit more. He's got a bit more grit, which I think we'll need against Southampton. I think we're going to need someone to put a tackle in, uh, someone to stop Chad from dropping off deep, which he was doing against Wolves. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind Matic against Southampton. Yeah, yeah, I'd be alright with that as well. I think we need. A, I think we do need a, a balance this this week, this weekend of 
your big physical players and your presences, like your Matisses, your, your McTominay's, your Lindelof's, your Maguire's. But we're going to have to hit them where it hurts. And where, where it hurts for Southampton is, they are big and strong at the back. A little bit like us, but they are susceptible to speed. Gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting one. It's gonna be nil now. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, talking of interesting ones, the one after us, boys. First be third. Spurs against Spurs. This is both teams' chance to solidify themselves as a title contender. Mourinho going against his old club once again. We always know how this goes. I'm going to fight them right off the bat and I'm going to go 1 0 Tottenham Hotspur. Straight in for the kill. It's both of their chances to prove that they can go on and win the league, which is why they're going to draw one all. Yeah. (laughs) And I agree with that. Mark me down 1 1. I think it's going to be very low scoring. We've all said 1 straight away. Watch Lee come in now. Kane shit. Fucking Bales and Myth. Chelsea 7 0. <laughs> nah, Lee would be like, oh, yeah, Kane shit. Not a great striker. 3 uh, 0 Spurs. Nil <laughs> <laughs> um, nil. Sound, Dale? <laughs> I'm, I'm going 2 1. 2 1 Chelsea. Ooh. Ooh. The yeah. The Spurs, the Spurs just don't win this fixture. I think, yeah. I think they've had like one win. You got a point. They don't. They just don't win this fixture, and 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 the, and the, the one they did was um, a couple of years ago. Was it three one? I think that might. No, I think that was a bit early, a bit later than that. But yeah, I think they won it three one. But other than that. It's usually been sort of Chelsea's fixture, um, you know, home or away, to be honest. But I must admit, wasn't this fixture last season the one that Chelsea won 2-0? Or is it 2-1? Yeah, 2-0, I think. Was it? And I, that was, I mean, it was looking a bit ropey for Frank at the time. And they, I remember listening to it, and I watched the highlights like that, but I was in the car, I was on the way to training in Manchester. I remember listening to it on the radio, I'm thinking, Frank's just got Jose's number here. And I I don't, I mean, they're kind of in similar situations now. Like, Frank's still got a lot to prove. Jose seems to be the one that's coming into the game. As crazy as it says, or as crazy as it sounds, rather, like Chelsea are in great form at the moment, but Spurs seem to be the, the favourite going in, don't they, even though they're away from home. But I just think... I quite you might have you might have persuaded me otherwise, eh, Dale? Do it, lad. Do it. No, no, I'm no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be loyal to myself. Listen, if I listened to you, I would have fucking said Leicester four one last weekend. You know, fuck all. What <laughs> <laughs> we got here then? Three draws and then a win. Yeah. I tell you what, boys, if we thought the City Spurs game was grim, this one's going to be even worse. Yeah, be cagey as fuck. Yeah. The only thing we've got going for it is it's going to be a derby as well. There's traditionally a card or two in these fixtures. 
I'll always remember the, the, the one of the favourite ones is when I was in, I was watching in Barcelona when it was where Leicester got handed the win, where Hazard did nothing for a year and then finally scored a screamer. Yeah. Just, what a great game that was. Yeah, it was. Kick-off after kick-off after kick-off. It's phenomenal. Um, I think it'll be a better game than the City game just for the fact I think it'll be more fiery. I think there's going to be a lot more emotion involved. Master versus student. It is a big one this weekend. They they both know this is huge, this. This is the biggest game, in, apart from the Champions League final few years ago, this is their biggest game in recent history. Like, this is where they can push. And then when they play Liverpool in a couple of weeks' time, like it, like it just seems for Spurs, they've got big game after big game. The only thing that they will have against them is that they've got a, a trip on Thursday, I believe. They're playing in Europa League, isn't it? They're at home against Ludogorets, so they don't have to travel, but they still are playing. And Chelsea have already played tonight. Like they played in the early kickoff. They'll be back in London by now. They'll play the second string in that game. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd hope so. Obviously knows what he's doing. Um, moving on then, uh, Arsenal-Wolves. No, no. Well, Arsenal can't score, and you know Wolves. Like I said earlier, you know, notoriously sort of slow, slow starters in games. I think you should have Connor Cody back anyway. I think as well, so that would uh, solidify that sort of defence at the back. But as much as Arsenal, you know, aren't scoring goals, they're not really conceding too many either. Uh, by that odd blip against Villa, I think it was. Um, so yeah, I'm going for a boring nil-nil. <clears throat> I'll agree with that. I like that shout. One-nil Wolves. If there's ever a game where you bet on, you put a tenner on both teams to be drawing at half-time and Wolves to go on to win, this is the game. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think that um, Arsenal will be reeling still from getting absolutely drilled by Leeds and not not managing to lose all three points. Um, and I think that Wolves will probably do the same to them. They'll watch the tapes from the Leeds game. They'll think that could be us. So we're the spicy Leeds. So let's uh, go one better and get a 2 0 win. 2 0. A Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, I'm I'm with Lee. I think I'm going to go two one Wolves. I think I think Arsenal finally find the net. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think they will. Um, probably go <laughs> a corner or something just to rub salt in the wounds. But I think Wolves are going to have too much for them. I think I think Arsenal are really poor, really really poor. Mm. I think. Pressure's going to start mounting on Arteta very soon because they need results and they need quick. Not even results, they need performances. They, they not only get results, they look shit. Yeah. Do you say two one as well, Lee? Yeah. Two nil, I said. Two nil. Um, yeah, I, if if they lose this, which you know, Wolves is a difficult game. How much time? How much more time is Arteta going to get? I reckon he gets another transfer window. Yeah, probably will. But 
I think he's been like I don't think his transfers have been great to be honest. I don't. Like when you think about them, how much they spent on Pepe, what's he really done? No. But okay. what's he added to the team really? He's been a flop. Yeah, he has. He has been a flop. I think this um, Gabriel looks all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian's a poor signing. Yeah. I just, I, I just, you know, like Arsene Wenger brought in fucking class players, absolutely class players. If they've got any aspirations of ever being the Arsenal of old, the people they're bringing in at the moment aren't that calibre. And they've got money. They're a rich club. Like, they can compete financially. So, and, and they've got, you know, diehard fans that put a lot of money into that club. And this is why, if you watch, like, Arsenal TV or any of their, like, fan channels, that's why they get so sort of irate and that's why they kick off. Because... They, they are good fans. They've got a really loyal fan base and they put a lot of money into the club and then they go and buy shit players. Yeah. And get a shit manager in. Yeah, I've gone there. He is a shit manager. What's he, what's he done? He was an understudy to a class manager, but that doesn't make him a class manager. You're right. I know, yeah, he's won two bits of silverware, but not silverware worth any merit by that club's standards. They're a club that used to fight for the Premier League against the Can we stop saying two bits? They won the FA Cup, right? The Charity Shield doesn't count. Right, he's won the FA Cup. Right? Yeah, even Moisey won the Charity Shield, didn't they? So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. He, he can't hide this FA Cup win for a full season on the back of these performances. No, not at all. I, I just don't think that that club looks like they're going to turn the corner anytime soon. And I don't even think they're in a transition now. I think they've gone through the stage where they could have had a transition. I think yeah. they've now, and we've said this week on week, they are just now an average club, a mid-table club, maybe slightly better. Well, Dale, Dale says it right, the shit. Yeah, they are. Arsenal are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Moving swiftly on, boys, we won't drag on forever now. Another team that are shit and another shit time slot. Five o'clock or half five on a Monday. Fulham travel up to Leicester. That'll be Leicester's bounce back, that. I'm expecting them to drill Fulham. Triple captain Vardy incoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've already weighed him up, putting him in my team. <laughs> oh, lads, don't I'm playing my fucking free hit here with Leicester and City players. Right? They're going to get gold galore here coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One nil, one nil incoming, and he fucking starts in the Acho up front. <laughs> <laughs> one nil Fulham, Adam Luckman pen. <laughs> Gets it right. Yeah. Nah, I, Leicester are drilling Fulham here. This could be embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going four nil. It is going to be like one of those sort of score lines, like your fours, your fives. We could be talking big numbers. Vardy's going to be rubbing his hands together for this fixture, thinking I'm expecting at least a hat-trick here. Yeah. Because they've also come out of the result against you is buoyant because that second half. They, when they went forward at times against you on Sunday, they looked half-decent. Yeah. They take that, and if they start the players that they were playing, they'll break out a bit more, which is just going to leave Vardy even more room. Yeah, and I, I don't think they've actually got that faster defence 
Fulham. I didn't see anybody with like any blistering pace. So I, w- I worry about them against Vardy. He's going to break through like at least four or five occasions in that game. What about Anthony Johnson? The worst spelling of a name I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> That's Americans for you, mate. American yeah. Scousers for you. <laughs> just, just Google it. Just yeah. Google how to spell Anthony. If you really want to call your kid Anthony, just Google the spelling of Anthony. Don't just fucking sound it out. Anthony. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> fucking hell, man. It wound me up. Like For a good 10 minutes, I was thinking about that during that game of the weekend. For a good 10 minutes. <laughs> he missed the penalty. I saw him. I saw the name come up and I just thought, this is, this is pissing me off more than it should this. Am I the only one? Oh my god! Four two, I'm saying. I think full. I think Fulham will grab a couple because they do look. They do look decent going forward at times, and I, I reckon they could hurt Leicester maybe on a counter or two. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think they're going to be much defending going on. So four two, I'll say. Leicester are going to play seven defenders, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think Leicester will uh, make amends after that shocker at the weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to say three nil. I'm going down the same line as Dale. I think that it'd probably be three nil as well, actually, to Leicester. I think they're going to pan them. I'm going to say four nil. The only one giving Fulham goals, all right. I'm going to say a brace for Vardy and a brace for Barnes. Yes, I like Harvey Barnes. Yeah. They're, got missing, they're missing Castagna. They're really missing yeah. Castagna. Mm. He came in and really gave something to their attack. And since he's been injured, they haven't looked on it yet. Again, they're, missing, they're still missing a lot of players, though, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, we should really like praise them for how well they've done, even with all the injuries. Like all first teamers that they've had out. So fair play, but you still fucked up against Liverpool. So cheers, lads. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan Rogers. And then our final one of the weekend, boys: Monday night football, West Ham, Aston Villa. Any team that plays in Claret and Blue should be relegated, as far as I'm concerned. So, couldn't give a fuck. Two two. Old Desmond. I think it's a tricky one, this one. Mm, yeah. So do I. Very tricky indeed. Um, I think I've gone for 2 2. How much will Villa miss Barkley? They, d- they did at the weekend against Brighton. Yeah. Um, tough one. I might, I might edge towards West Ham. Uh, be a close one, I reckon. Yeah, two-one, two-one to West Ham. I'm gonna go down. Mm. West Ham have won their last two. Sheffield United and Fulham. I know it's two clubs that are struggling at the bottom, but still have to win them, don't you? Mm. I said this about our result against Fulham at the weekend, and it goes for the same against you against West Brom. Like the. Mourinho's Chelsea went and won the league off 1-0 wins. They weren't outstanding, 
but they be they you know they were champions at the end of it. Do you think they give a shit about those one 0 results? No. Or those games that they ground out where they didn't play, play particularly well? No. As long as you win, a win's a win. It's three points. Gets you the same result. So, like, I, I was disappointed in the second half performance of Everton, but just as you were disappointed with the performance against West Ham, uh, West Brom, sorry, but win's a win at the end of the day. We play for three points. We got three points. Um, I'm going to go for... Sorry, I went off track there. Um, I'm going to go for a, a 1-0 Aston Villa away win. Oh. It's going to be a mixed bag again, this, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of, it is. It's one of them fixtures, isn't it? It's Either way, it's, it's a tight one. I think yeah. that Villa are kind of on the, on the way a little bit to being found out. I think they're going to miss Barkley. Um, and I think that West Ham will probably just about scrape a 1-0 again. I don't think West Ham can cope with Ollie Watkins. I don't think there's been a better time for West Ham to lose, Antonio. Because you've had a favourite, apart from Liverpool, they've had a favourable run of games, haven't they? It's not really hurt them. But having said that, Villa have lost Barkley and that's going to be a big loss for them. I just don't know where they got like I mean Alair just came out of the blue the other day. Apart from that, that was destined to be a nil-nil. West Ham and Sheffield United. And and Villa just looked I think Villa only scored a goal because it was Brighton. Hmm. I think it's gonna be a nil-nil. I just don't know where the goals are coming from for either side. And that sounds crazy, I don't know, because you've got Watkins, you've got Grealish. And you, I mean, I think West Ham, apart from Antonio, I think that, that Bowen is a, a great buy for them. What yeah, a transfer good. he's been. Yeah, he's a good player. But I, I just think they're going to cancel each other out. I think they're going to be like, it's Monday night, can't be asked. Let's just get this one out of the way and we'll move on to next week. Nil, nil, I'll say. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. To support us, please follow us on social media by searching for at 4 one Sophie on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for 4 one Sophie. Thanks from myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh, and we'll catch you next time.